0: Alright, so let me share a story with you. You ever have just one of those days when, you know, things are going so bad, you just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride? Well, let me tell you the story entitled, How I Missed Two Planes or Two Connecting Flights by Less Than 10 Seconds in the Same Day. So I was traveling for business last week and uh, just had to go about seven hours away from home and kind of debated about whether I should just drive or go ahead and fly. So I decided to book a flight out of Pensacola. It's about a 45 minute drive from my home, connecting in Atlanta and then traveling down to Orlando. So a uh, total about three and a half or four hours, I believe it was, um, should have known better. Bottom line, I had a 34 minute connecting flight between landing and taking off there in Atlanta. So I venture off on the day. Of course, uh, you know, start out my morning, uh, I've been doing some CrossFit over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I should know better being a 49 year old man that's, uh, you know, moderately out of shape, shall we say. So uh, I've tweaked my knee, had some issues there, so I've had to really kind of take it easy on my right knee. And so I really had a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. So I actually couldn't do a very good workout and uh, that morning. So I thought, well, you know, not much I can do. I'll just kind of press on. And so as we're making our way to the airport, everything's going well. Uh, We get to the airport, I got plenty of time check in, get through everything in Pensacola. Well, I happen to notice as soon as I walk in the airport and just through check in, I get a notification. The plane is 15 minutes late. Hmm. All right. Problem number one, 34 minute connecting flight. I've lost 15 minutes and you know how it goes in Atlanta, probably not going to be anywhere near gate A4, which is what I need for the connecting flight. So we wait, and of course they reassure us, look, everything's going to be fine. We turn around, the plane's very fast here, we're going to get you going. Well, ultimately, apparently, there was a delay for the plane coming into Atlanta to come out to us in Pensacola. So the plane gets there, uh, we get loaded, and we get taxiing out on the runway, and you know what happens. We get delayed. Uh, so we had to sit there, and ultimately ended up taking off right about 20 minutes or a little bit as far as late on our departure again with the 34-minute connecting flight in the middle. So we get to Atlanta we land and you know again as things continue on uh, we have now uh, you know maybe 16 minutes before my next flight as we are taxiing on the runway. I leaned over I happened to have the stewardess sitting in her jump seat right in front of me and I said "Uh, by the way what gate are we coming into? and well, we are coming in to gate B14. Okay, well I've got to get to A4. So, you know, there's a chance I've got to go a little over one terminal way. So here I am with my bad knee and holding my backpack and waiting to deplane. Uh, of course that doesn't go very quickly. So ultimately as I get off of the plane, I have now 11 minutes to make it to my connecting flight. Um, hobbling through the airport I begin to wonder you know should I stress the knee and give it a shot so I do I put both straps of the backpack on my on my shoulders and I take off jogging through the airport won't call it running especially when you're a 49 year old man with arthritic knees and especially one that's in a lot of uh, discomfort and here I am with a, a backpack weighing probably 30 pounds that is swinging back and forth and I'm having a hard time to keep a straight line running through the airport I make it up to the uh, uh, jetway, the bridge, and the uh, tram, take my little ride over to terminal A. I get off there, and of course back up the escalators and on to uh, the terminal floor. I look down at my phone and notice that I've suddenly got a notification that shows my departing flight all dashes, and it says, hey, there's been a delay, would you like to accept the change for a flight 10 a.m. the next day? No, I do not want to make that change. So ultimately, I kind of paused as we were going up the escalator and came off of it, thinking, really, is it worth it? You know, I've got the bad knee. I've got the timing here. Uh, What do I do? So as we turned the corner, I noticed we're in, you know, I'm going to say maybe A14, A20, something like that. So uh, probably A14. It was about the middle of the terminal that I came up. So I decide, you know what, let's give it one last push. So off I go again on my uh, (laughs) hobbling jog, as you might want to call it there, as I am making my way towards gate A4. I'm a couple of gates away, and I happen to notice there's still some movement there at the terminal counter. Uh, I get a little bit closer, and I see they are walking towards the hallway, going out towards the jetway and the bridge, out to the plane. As I get to the counter, I hear the big metal door close. I turn around, I look at one of the employees that was actually working there cleaning up with the airport, and I said, did I really just miss the flight by that much? And he just nodded in agreement. Suddenly again, now at this point, there are some other uh, passengers that arrive, and so Uh, Number one, catching my breath, being in disbelief, I just missed a flight by 10 seconds. I get on the phone, uh, and I'm on the phone with Delta Customer Service, and at the same time, I've got these other passengers saying, hey, come on, we need to go down to A-17, and that's where they'll take care of us. So I start walking towards A-17, or shall I say, limping, because I have really now aggravated that need. And so as I am walking towards A-17, I'm on the phone working to work out uh, changing my flight with Delta customer service. So she's working with me and says, yeah, the best thing we can do, the the next three flights are sold out. They run a flight every hour uh, for the next three hours, and they're sold out. Uh, The next one I can book you on is 1030 at night. Oh, and by the way, it's 45 minutes delayed. So it's going to be actually going out at 1115. So we'll get you into Orlando about 1 a.m. Uh, great. Got to be to business meetings the next morning, beginning at eight, uh, breakfast at seven. You know, I'm really not looking forward to six hours of sleep at best, uh, to be able to prepare me for two and a half days in meetings. And so I'm like, okay, well, put me on standby, please. Let's do something with these next flights. So she assures me everything's fine. She's got me on standby for the next three flights. Of course, it'll go one at a time. She told me as I'm on standby. So I know that the next flight is leaving in about 45 minutes out of gate A30. So again, I'm probably at about gate A10 because as I said with the knee, not making a lot of progress. So I begin to hobble my way down to A30. I get down there and uh, notice some of my partners there, my comrades in in distress that had missed their flight as well, already there. So we kind of nod, Acknowledgement of each other as we are now in the same distress of trying to get out of Atlanta and make our way to Orlando as soon as possible. So they say they have flights confirmed, tickets confirmed on the 4.55. Originally, uh, you know, I was on the, the 2.55. This was a 3.55 that we were waiting on. I'm like, huh, how did they get confirmed at the desk? when I was on the phone and they were still making their way down to gate A17. So that frustrated me a little bit. But anyhow, I walked on up to the counter, uh, spoke with the gentleman and I said, hey, I'm supposed to be on standby for this flight. Well, guess what? The day is not through throwing me curveballs, And he informs me that the uh, young lady on the Delta customer service line had truly set me up for the wait list but she did not activate me on the wait list so uh, just by not clicking a button i now am suddenly number seven on the wait list i look at the young man and say any chance he just kind of laughs and grins and you know what that means uh, not really uh, so i begin to just kind of stand around and wait at one point i finally get tired they just begin to book and to board the plane I decide, you know, maybe I need to walk down to gate A-17 after all. So here I am again now starting my next hobbling journey down to gate A-17 and to talk with Delta customer service. So finally, after waiting through four or five people there, I walk up and I say, listen, what's going on with these flights? Uh, I hear that, you know, I was on the Delta customer line and other people came here and they've got guaranteed flights at 4.55. Well, she informs me that that was not correct. Those folks do not have confirmed seats as all of the flights were booked up as I was confirmed with Delta until the last flight there at the end of the day. So at least I'm, you know, feeling a little bit better that that didn't go bad, uh, that I did do the right thing with the phone call. Again, you know, with a day like this, you can't get mad. You just got to sit back and relax and you almost feel like an observer waiting to see what is the next curveball that life is going to throw at you. So I walk back down, and she goes, you shouldn't have left the gate. You need to stay down there until after they board. And I thought, you know, that's probably pretty smart. Uh, So now, again, sling the backpack on and uh, begin to hobble and drag my lame leg now, basically, down to gate A30 once again and sit down and wait for boarding to be complete. So boarding's complete. Uh, They begin to scramble around. I'm watching the little screens and... We're now up to about 25 people on this on-call standby list. I'm still number seven. And I noticed, you know, there's a couple of couples ahead of me. So maybe I'll get lucky, you know. And I noticed on the screen it kept saying one seat available. Well, I'd see a family of five or six walk up. And they would check into the plane. Like, wow, you know, there must have been more seats than that that were still open or, you know, that hadn't checked in. So finally, they get down to the point where they begin to call the standby list. They have one seat that is available on the plane. So they call the first two names. Well, of course, it's a couple. And, you know, being great husbands and wives, they don't want to ride separately, so they decline the open seat. Now, passenger three is a single. They call his name and her name, whoever it may have been. No answer. So they move on and they call passenger four and five. Well, passenger four and five is, again, another couple so could there be a chance? I'm starting to wonder if this is my opportunity now that maybe the day is going to turn and all the bad stuff is behind. So the couple of course declines the seat so we're on to passenger number six, another single. They do not respond and so I notice the young lady is looking down at the list. She grabs the mic and begins to say my name which is next and guess who comes huffing and puffing up? the last passenger. Uh, So just by a matter of those few seconds, or if the young lady would have clicked the right button to activate me on the wait list, I might have been a little further up the list and already be on the plane. So, you know, at the same time, I'm glad the young lady made her flight, but uh, she made it in, shall we say, definitely the nick of time. So there I missed a standby flight by less than 10 seconds. Uh, So now the adventure begins. All right, what do we do from here? So I hobble back down to gate A4 because, by the way, that's how these flights are departing. (laughs) One leaves at A4, the next hour one leaves at A30. So make that trek once again, dragging my, uh, (laughs) again, lame, gimp leg and knee down to gate A4. I finally give up. I sit over in a corner and realize, you know what? There's 35 people on standby. I am number six now, so I did move up one, but I'm not very encouraged or confident that anything's going to happen again. Not getting upset, just recognizing and giving in to the fact that, here we go, it's just one of those days. And so almost becomes a a challenge to see what will life do next. So I sit down and just kind of relax. Finally, uh, after about a half hour or 40 minutes, I realize, you know, that... About half of the boarding is over, so I just kind of walk up, look up on the screens, just to just out of curiosity to see what's going on with the standby list. Well, to my shock, my name's not on there. And so now I'm thinking, okay, you know, life great, you know, they've lost my name, I've been bumped, something has happened, I didn't check in. And so I watch the screen as it scrolls through. Of course, it's showing you who's wanting upgrades and who's on uh, seat uh, in, you know, options and things. And finally, it comes to the standby list. And again, the name is gone. So I walk up to the counter. I say uh, who I am. I show them my seat, uh, my ticket. They said, oh, yeah, we have a seat for you. And so I board the plane and off I go. Uh, so life, you know, certain days, certain times, Listen, all you can do is sit back and laugh and just enjoy the ride. Can't control it? Not much you can do. And hey, I got a story to tell. How many people can say they missed two flights by less than 10 seconds in the same day? Hey, happy travels to you. God bless. Have a wonderful day.